Hi, I'm John Marr, and I'm here today with Mike Capuccio, founder of NETR Inc., a heating and cooling company in Massachusetts with a focus on Mitsubishi ductless heating and cooling products. Today, we're talking about applications for a ductless heat pump. Welcome, Mike. Good morning, John. How are you? Good. So, Mike, there are a number of reasons why a homeowner might want to install a, a ductless heat pump or a air source heat pump, is sometimes called. Uh, let's talk about e- each one of these. The first one is replacing existing electric baseboard heating in, in the home. Why, why would somebody want to replace those with a ductless or air source heat pump? Well, electric baseboard heating, John, is probably the most expensive way to heat your home because it's Basically, when we look at how we measure and how we rate air source heat pumps, it's based on the coefficients of power. And we, when we rate baseboard electric heating, it's basically one to one. So when we look at an air source heat pump of how that would heat your home, it's like it's upwards of four to one on the cost. So I want you to envision it could be about you know seventy five percent in savings at probably around 45 degrees outdoor temperature. When we get down to 20 degrees and 15 degrees, I mean, and we've done stats on this on, you know, how many hours we have at certain cool temperatures in the Boston area. You see that the when you start measuring these hours, it's between probably somewhere around 20 and 40 degrees is the bulk of the winter hours. So that's around two to three to one on the coefficients of power. So what we usually see when we install an air source heat pump into a home with electric heat, there's about a 50% savings. And you also get the air conditioning when you do use it for heating as well. So, you know, electric baseboard heat is, it was more of a fad in the 70s. I'm going to say when they built a lot of homes in the 70s, there were a lot of homes that were built with all electric baseboard heat because electricity was extremely cheap from like the 70s to the early 80s. And it was, and it's also, it's super inexpensive to install up front. I mean, you might pay, you know, three or $400 for an eight foot strip of electric baseboard heat that can heat an area and probably mm-hmm. give you around 30,000 BTUs of heat out of that particular strip of electric baseboard heat, but it is super expensive to operate. It's almost like, you know, not almost like it is. It's like turning your toaster on all day long. I mean, when you look at it, it gets very hot. Sometimes they actually glow red, to be honest with you. And it's just right. not a efficient way to heat a home it's you see that more now and we see that in like a a three season room or something like that where someone adds electric baseboard heat to the room to heat it in the winter time and they're not using the space all the time you know you still do see some older older homes that are full electric right absolutely yeah so the next one is uh is very similar replacing electric resistance forced air heating i think what we're talking about here is those like coils that might you might have in your ductwork to yeah uh, you know where the air is flowing over them and it's heating up and again kind of like that toaster analogy that you said yeah. i think those coils are just heating up yep. you know why would you want to replace those well, you see this more in like condominiums. We see a lot of condominiums that had heat pumps that were built in the 80s, 80s and 90s, where there was no gas available or there was gas available. But again, it's it's cost when the builder's building these condominiums, they put in heat pumps. And they were heat pumps that only heated to around 30 degrees. At 30 degrees, they started to lose a ton of capacity, whereas what were they going to do below 30 degrees? They couldn't heat your home. So they put electric resistance heat in the ductwork. It was called what's called a duct heater or a backup electric heater that would be installed with 
the heat pump and that would come on below most, you know, 20, 20 degrees. You would start seeing this little light come on in the thermostat that would say emergency heat, emergency heat. And he was saying, okay, well, what's the emergency? What does that mean? And that means that the electric resistance heat is on all the time. And you see this a lot too, when sometimes the unit is low on refrigerant, it can't heat the home and the electric resistance heat comes on. Now, I mean, we have systems that you do not need backup electric heat in them. We have, you know, ducted heat pumps that heat at minus five degrees with no problem at all. They'll give you the the 40,000 or the 48,000 BTUs that's required to heat your home without any backup electric resistance heat because they're, they're inverted driven heat pumps that, you know, can heat at those low temperatures. They're hyperheating systems that do work. So you remove the electric resistance heat, you remove that system, replace it with a new system and it becomes much more efficient. Also, the SEA rating is a lot higher. Most of the SEA rating on that, you know, when you look at the seasonal energy efficiency ratio on that, those will probably tend seer at the time or maybe eight seer when they were installed and now i mean you can get those up as high as you know cripes 25 seer where the efficiency on them is just so much greater and they're not on and off systems where they're going on and off with the temperature they're they're more inverter driven where this compressors in the units are speeding up and slowing down to give you the efficiency of what the home needs so that's a very very common thing that we see a lot now where a lot of that resistance heat's being removed most, most inefficient way to heat your home, I gotta be honest with you. Right. So the next application for a ductless heat pump is heating and air conditioning in bonus rooms and additions, which is uh, I think a, a very common you know place for for ductless units to be installed. Yeah, you see, and this is not a trend. This is happening every single day. We probably do one or two of these a week where, you know, contractor or homeowners putting an addition onto the back of the home. I mean, we see so much construction going on today where, you know, again, we're into this new construction phase where the room's being built a lot tighter. Um, We're not using two by four construction anymore. We're using two by six construction with that. It's got new windows. It's got probably a very low heat loss in there. So you, you know, most times you're seeing, not most all, you know, no one is adding a zone of, you know, forced hot water to this with a plumber coming out there, and, you know, just adding heat to that room because most people want to have heating and air conditioning in that space because they already have air conditioning in the home. And, you know, you can't add, you know, a, a 400 square foot addition to a home and then expect to, oh, just take a, put a vent off the the existing system and just put a vent in the room. Well, that's not going to work because you're taking away from the system that was sized right for your home. I mean, you know, you might have a 2,000 square foot home and it's sized properly with the air conditioning for 2,000 square feet. Now you're asking for another 400 square feet to work with that same air conditioner. It's not going to work. And you don't have any heat out there as well. So you're going to, it's the application for a, a ductless unit at that point. And, and the good thing too, new construction, as we've spoken about in other podcasts, is that you know piping and drains and everything can go into the walls. You can get in there when the rough is going on, keep it nice and neat so you don't have any piping on the outside of the addition and away you go. Great, nice way to heat and cool a space. Right. Speaking of new construction, uh, you know, the next application for a, a heat pump system would be in a newly constructed home. And, and that might be, you know, more of a whole home uh, heating and cooling system. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it is. It is a whole home, whole home heating and cooling system. And it's a zoned. Com- I'm going to call it a zoned comfort system at that point, because you're going to come in there and, you know, look at the home, break it up, break it into zones, break the bedrooms into zones, break the, you know, the, the living areas into, you know, zones where you're doing a lot of living and 
kind of break out, okay, we're going to do wall units, ceiling units, ducted units. How are we going to break this home down? But, you know, new construction is, again, it's going to be something that is a booming area now of this this air source heat pump trend with everything that we're moving to with, you know, zero carbon, neutral footprints and everything and electrification. It's it's coming and it can absolutely be done. We, we do it every day, but it's a good way to heat and cool your home. Okay. The next application is uh, replacing or supplementing existing gas furnaces. So if you have a, you know, gas furnace system and you want to, uh, you know, either supplement that or replace that with a heat pump system, how does that work? This is a trend that we've seen come up, John, over the last four to five years where the supplemental of a gas furnace is being worked with, or even an oil furnace or ways of people who have oil boilers in their home and stuff where they're doing supplemental air source heat pumps into their homes. And what's happening is with the um, rebate companies now with mass save and stuff, you're putting in integrated controls and, you know, you probably say, okay, well, what is an integrated control? An integrated control does exactly what I just said. It integrates with the existing system and you use the air source heat pump to heat Above 30 degrees and below 30 degrees, you use the existing gas furnace to heat the home. Now, these are older homes that you know aren't as tight as a new home, and the system isn't big enough to heat the whole entire home. I mean, you could put a system in to, to, to do that, and you uh, we have removed furnaces and oil tanks from homes to do that, but you would need a, a larger capacity BTU system to heat the whole entire home. can be done. This here might be half of what you're trying to do, but again, at that 47 degrees and 30 degree marks outside, you can use your air source heat pump, which is probably going to be less expensive over the next few years with the rising costs of natural gas. I mean, I, I, I've spoken about this in some other podcasts where natural gas has, has gone up 50%, and I think you're going to continue to see it go up in price, and the heat pumps are going to be less to heat with at that point. So what you do is you integrate it with the system and let the heat pump above. You know, I've seen them go down. I've seen it. We've set them in 25 degrees in a home, but you've, you've got to be careful with integrating with this because you've also got to consider the basements of a home and where a boiler might be. You've got a lot of water pipes in these older homes in a basement and things like that where the boiler in the basement was kind of giving the basement residual heat to heat heat the actual space. So you've you got to be a little cautious and really look at the applications because you don't want pipes freezing all over the place. You know what I mean? So you got to kind of get that boiler running every now and then to get the water circulating, get, get the basement warm. All right. And then our uh, final application for heat pumps is replacing existing window air conditioning units or even replacing a central air conditioning unit. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, well, let's. I want to start with the central air conditioning one first. Well, I mean, most central air conditioning, think about this, is installed in homes that have another source of heat. So that's usually a wet, wet source of heat. That's usually baseboards or radiators, and someone has added central air conditioning to the home. Um, they don't have a furnace. They're not using the furnace to, to, to use those ducts to heat and cool with. They're just using them to cool with. By adding an air source heat pump that is a ducted unit and replacing that central air conditioning system, now you have supplemented the system that you have with an air source heat pump using the existing ductwork. So, and you can integrate that too as well with integrated controls. So that's that's a very common thing that we're seeing now a lot where, you know, you're going out to replace a central air conditioning system where it might be, whoa, 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 wait a minute, time out. Let's just go, let's look at this a little bit different because 
now with these rebates and the things that you're seeing, you know, you would probably want to heat your home with this, especially if from the cost perspective and, you know, clean up the air and get things where we're doing what we're trying to do. That's a good application to look at that for that. And then, you know, moving to the window units. I mean, that's a common thing that you see every summer. I mean, that becomes the big push come, you know, April, May, and June, when people are looking, oh, I don't want to go get my window units. I got five of them. I take them out of the cellar. I put them in every basement. I mean, I'm not, I get them out of the basement. I bring and put them into every window and every room in my house. And probably the most inefficient way to air condition your home. It's loud. You know, they shaken in the windows. They basically ruin your window frames. And, you know, we go in and put in ductless. That's usually a ductless application where you're putting wall units in place of where window units would go. Could be could be a ducted system as well. It really depends on how the home lays out, but very common application of where you would install an air source heat pump. And then think of it from, again, from the perspective of the heating side. Now I'm installing air conditioning, but I'm also giving you a supplemental source of heating too as well. And we find a lot of people <laughs> end up using those to heat their home a lot because they might just be living in one area. For example, they put one in, you know, they put a, a ductless system into their home and they might put a unit in their master bedroom and they decide, oh, I'm going to heat my bedroom with that at nighttime when I go to bed and I'm going to turn the heating system down in the house where I have one thermostat. I might turn that down to 50 degrees at night, keep the house on a programmable thermostat. You know, set that back from maybe, you know, 10, 10, 11 o'clock at night when you go to bed till five or six in the morning in the coldest time when the house is really heating, using as much, you know, when it's dark and cold, the sun's not out. That's when your furnace and your boiler uses the most heat. Mm -hmm. So you can cut that back at night, reduce that cost, and just put your air source heat pump on in your bedroom, keep that at 68 degrees, close the door, stay comfortable in one zone, very inefficient to heat the spot. And, you know, you can do that with a unit. It's, I don't want to get into it in the podcast, but there's units you can do that with that are very inexpensive. All right. All right. Well, it's amazing how many different applications there wow. are for air source heat pumps. A lot uh, yeah. of different things, John, when you look at how you can use these. We've seen it all in all different types of applications. All right. All right. Well, great. That's great information, Mike. Thanks again for speaking with me today. Thank you, John. And for more information, you can visit the NETR website at netrinc.com or call 781-933-NETR. That's 781-933-6387.